News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Ireland has already used 47% of its carbon budget for the period 21 to 2025 and that was between 2021 and 2022 in fact um, and that's according to a new report that's published today by the Environmental Protection Agency and Cara Augustenberg Professor of Environmental Policy at University College Dublin and member of the Climate Change Advisory Council joins us Cara there is some good news and some bad news I would suggest in this report am I right? Yeah, there was a, a sigh of relief, I think, among a lot of us when we saw that at least the emissions numbers in 2022 are down from 2021. They've dropped about 2% uh, in that time. And look, that's not enough. It's it's not what the government has committed to, but at least the, the curve is finally bending. And I think that's really important when you keep in mind that while maybe we're not feeling it here in Ireland, we are deep in a climate crisis right now. We have experienced the hottest June on yeah. record. We have you know millions of people experiencing extreme heat right now. So we really, really need to see that number dropping. Okay, so the curve is bending and that does sound good, particularly because I think in the previous set of figures, we were told, I think we, we were up 6% and it was during a pandemic when everyone was at home and that was very worrying. But if it's bending, where have we made gains? Well, I think the most surprising result was in the residential sector, where we saw during the pandemic that emissions actually went up in that sector because people were home and they were burning more fossil fuels in their homes and their homes were maybe less energy efficient than their offices were. But actually, uh, in this data, we've seen a drop of 12.5% in emissions in the residential sector. And, And the really good thing about that is it wasn't just attributed to the energy crisis that obviously drove people to conserve, but also because last year the government passed uh, legislation around smoke with fuels or smoky fuels, and that saw a reduction in people burning uh, coal and peat, which not only had a very beneficial effect on climate, but also a positive effect on people's health. Too. Yeah, um, and and that's very interesting. And obviously, the particulate stuff that that that's great for people's health. But just come back to the energy crisis. Are we saying then, and it's probably a very unpopular thing to say, are we saying that when energy prices climb and they climbed exponentially in the last year, that in a way that was a good thing for the climate? Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, when we have seen emissions drop historically in Ireland, it's usually because of some kind of crisis. So we saw it in the the financial crisis. We saw a drop in emissions because there was less transport going around the country. And we've seen in in this case, too, that a lot of the drops that we saw across all the sectors was related to the shock in energy prices, particularly in agriculture. We saw a 1.2% drop in agriculture, but it was attributed to the cost of fertilizer and, and access to fertilizer. And these are the kind of changes actually we don't want. We want emissions to up because of active policies that the government has put in. We don't want it to be at the whim of energy crisis or financial crisis. Okay, so agriculture came down, residential came down, energy came down. They, they worked in our favour. Transport went in the wrong direction, didn't it? Yeah, all eyes are on transport today. It had a 6% increase on 2021. Now it's still a little bit down from pre-COVID levels, but obviously it's rising as we get back to business as usual. It's still on the rise. And it really shows that we have to get out of this mindset that it's all about electric vehicles. Uh, Electric vehicles are not going to be the solution to our transport issues. It is really going to have to be about much more public transport built rapidly. And I think Brian Caulfield said it well. We have to build, you know, 50 years worth of transport infrastructure in 10 years. So so we really need to accelerate the public transport infrastructure. And and are you saying, and I'm not saying you are, I'm I'm just asking, uh, are you saying that, 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 that the talk about electric vehicles, the EVs, 
that's kind of tokenistic and you like 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 do EVs make much of a difference at all? I mean, certainly haulage isn't going to be able to use public transport. Yeah, they will have to be part of the solution, and I think they work well for maybe rural areas where just it's not cost-effective to bring public yeah. transport to certain parts of Ireland, and and those those households will need to switch to electric vehicles as soon as possible. But for the rest of us who have access to public transport, it is the solution is very much going to have to be around using public transport and active transport. And do we need, in addition to things like infrastructure, and and you know you were saying fifty years and ten years, it's it, it's quite the ask. I mean, for someone like me, I would travel into work by public transport if I could it's not available our public transport only really exists between certain hours of the day so I'm in work too early do we need to do things not just infrastructurally but look at having 24 hours late night buses um, trains that are going in and out of the cities around the country uh, at all hours of the day and night do we need to look at all sorts of innovation Absolutely. The whole thing is about making the public transport option faster, cheaper, easier than driving your car would be. And in your case, you're saying driving your car is the cheaper, faster, easier way. To I can't get, get here any, any other way unless I take exactly. a taxi. Exactly. Yeah, so you have to be given that alternative where, where the alternative is actually the better option for you. And, and, and this is the thing where government intervention needs to make these kind of sustainability decisions easier for the public. They, should, they shouldn't be things that we have to think about. They should just be the obvious thing that we do because okay. it's faster, cheaper and easier. And lastly, Cara, we're, we're on 47% of our, our carbon budget. So we've used up almost half in, in two out of five years. If we exceed our target, if we come to the end, like what happens? Do we get fined? Is there a slap on the wrist? What what, what will actually happen to Ireland Inc. if, if we if we continue to burn through? I, I suppose our carbon budget. Yeah, the carbon budgets are national legislation, so so it's actually national issues, not European issues. If we fail to achieve that five-year carbon carbon budget. And as you said, we're about, we've blown through about half of that budget in two years, and we have three years left to go. So it, we're not saying that the carbon budget is out of reach to achieve, but it's certainly getting harder and harder. We'll have to reduce emissions by about 12.5% per year for the next three years to be able to achieve that carbon budget. If we don't achieve it, it rolls into the next carbon budget. It makes carbon budget two, that takes us between 2026 and 2030, even harder to achieve. So, so the longer we leave this, the more mm-hmm. difficult it is to achieve these kind of legally binding targets. Cara, as ever, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Cara Augustenberg there, Professor of Environmental Policy at UCD and member of the Climate Change Advisory. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.